Uh, it's always girls with pigeons tatted on their left side of their chest near the collarbone that talk the most shit. I guess they really uh, just say dumb shit with their chest. Um, <laughs> only if they knew how to clear up their windshield when it gets cold outside or hot and it gets misty on the windshield and they're like, I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> true story. Um, <laughs> it's all right. I had an instance one time where my windshield fogged up because it was actually really hot and dry at nighttime. And it was an old vehicle. And that's when I found out, wow, this is why having air conditioner that works matters. <laughs> uh, gotta love the dreams of your, well, not technically your first car, but your first car that wasn't stolen from you. Um, uh, young love. But yeah, it was so hot and dry that it was basically, my car was sweating, you know. And uh I rolled the windows down, and I'm sitting there while I'm technically at work. I'm on the job on a delivery of the food, not special delivery, off the clock or under the table on the clock. Even though, here's the thing, when, you are, when you're a pizza man, delivery, delivery driver, you will get questions about, hey, man, it, especially when they pay cash, right? They'll be like, hey. I have any cash on me, but hey, you know, I give you a little something, something. And at first you're like, am I being recorded right now? Like, is this like some one of those terrible openings for one of those videos? And it's like, no. But you will get offers for everything but money. People buy, people order stuff and think they're going to change the wave of how the market works and be like, hey. Hey, I don't have any cash. I know you guys told me it'd be $24.13 over the phone, but I got some that's technically valued more. One my Nintendo GameCube, and you're like, you could literally just sell this Nintendo GameCube for like 80 bucks online. And then you could be able to afford this $24 fucking pizza and have some change left over. But hey, but yeah. Pigeon tattoos. I know it's not really a pigeon's. Most of the time it's an eagle. It's some type of bird. It could be a crow. Because they're always waiting for your downfall just to start shit. Like crows and cats. <laughs> uh, but hey, welcome to the crow's nest. Oh wait, that's just my web of jizz on your face. But yeah, welcome to episode 243. Of the Often Be Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Uh, you can tell by my voice I'm home alone because I'm going to be a sticky bandit this episode. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, recording this on December 22, I think. On a Friday, 2023. It's the most wonderful time of the day. Because I'm all by myself and I'm not getting bitched at by people who don't want to do their job. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. 
Um, but yeah, uh, for the archives, December 22nd, 2023, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh yeah, shit. And don't forget to suck some titties. It's mandatory. Uh, I would say if I ever owned a business, I would make that our mandatory slogan. But I feel like some people may take a literal and be like, say less. And be like, hey, it's a slogan here. Whip it out. And she whips out something else and surprise, like, surprise, bitch. Um, and you're like, ah. <laughs> See, that you got to be careful when you tell someone to whip it out. Because you can't just assume it's what you think you're asking for. Wow. Jesus. This still hits. Today's ghost energy drink, or drink of the day, to give you this lovely energy, is ghost. Sour green apple. And that shit is sour. Sour like rocket power. Because baby, uh, you're my favorite thing to drink, because it is happy hour. And you put a smile on my face. Um... I don't know if I have game or if I'm just corny as hell. Either way, it don't matter when you're wearing all black. You kill that shit into a funeral. Um, <laughs> they say I'm so underground. Well, welcome to Atlanta. Uh, I'll put you six feet under. And uh, now you do wish I was Santa. Because you're going to need more than a few gifts under your chimney. Those hospital bills and psychiatric help that you need. Yeah. Goo goo gaga. Lady. Uh. <laughs> what the fuck does she know about cameras? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, it's been a wonderful, wonderful time of the year. And I'll tell you, you know, there's some recently... I've kind of noticed about Christmas time. I don't know something about this month. I've gone through my vault, my mental vault, the past seven years. I noticed this time of year, uh, it seems to be the most, like, not depressing, because I'm not a depressed person, per se, at least at this stage of my life. But it is the most, like, just... Can we just get this shit over with time of year? It just feels like everything drags out. It feels like everything is just so unnecessarily stressful. It's just, uh, and it's not because of the gifts. It's not because of the, because technically we have more days off. There's more holidays like you have, but there's just something that it just kind of, it's not very, the older you get, it's not as spirity. Like, you don't wake up every day with like, oh my god, it's almost Christmas. You're just like, can we just get this shit over with? <clears throat> and, and, you know, when you work a consuming job, or, and I don't mean that in a bad way, it's just the nature of the territory, you know? There comes a, every day just literally rolls together. Like, you legitimately... Like, I have to look up what day it is a lot of times, you know. I know I wake up, it's technically a new day. But when you're just at the same place, X, Y, Z, blank, this, this, 
And you really don't have time to reflect. You don't really have time. You don't really sit there and think about what day is it? And in one month. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. What if they had in America's Got Talent, but for podcasting? I don't know how that would be a long ass fucking show because you have to listen to someone talk. I don't know how they would do it. Like, give us five minutes of interesting. Um, and, and it's like, you got to listen to 20,000 of us motherfuckers sit in line, come up on stage and give you five minutes of our wasted time. And it's just like, oh my God, this is like, who would you have judged that show? Like, I swear to God, if you were to have, like, who, who, you would only have to, you, who would you have judge? Would it actually be audience members, the people that determine What's interesting, or would you just have other successful quote unquote podcasts? So I'm pretty sure they wouldn't even put like the top tier, like the Joe Rogans or part of my takes or Bill Simmons or a various amount because they'd be like, I'm not sitting here listening to other mother. Like, I don't have time in the day. You know, the ironic part about people that do podcasting? It seems like most of us don't have a whole lot of time to listen to podcasts. I don't know, maybe there's some that do, you know, but I, I don't have near the amount of time. Maybe because I do one, I got to spend all this time doing my self-absorbed stuff. But, damn, I was kind of a shot of myself. You self-absorbed, self-centered fuckhead. Um, <laughs> look at me. Another episode doing in the middle of the fucking afternoon. Look at me being like a normal fucking person. I do like this time of day, you know, it's nice to do when the sun's out, it's dark in here, it's quiet, you look at a wet spot, because that's where you just cleaned up cat poop, because she didn't even poop there, she just scooped out the litter box and said, clean it bitch, and you're like, damn, it's kind of a power move, it's kind of claiming her territory, and then I fed her treats after, not exactly a good award to punishment scenario. Damn. I'm a pussy. And a pushover. Fuck. Anyways. um, <laughs> But yeah. How, how would you do this podcasting competition? Is it just like. People show up. And you already have to have a podcast. Do you already have to like. Have X amount of episodes. Or is it just like. Hey. Show us if we would be someone listening to your podcast. Do you have to describe, do like a five-minute sketch or situation of a topic you would talk about? How, you know, that would actually be an interesting thing. Because, it, you know, it's kind of, it's not, I'm pretty sure it's not as much consumed in terms of minutes as music. But it's pretty damn close. Like, I would rather, I think... I think it would just get kind of monotonous because you're just kind of listen. Like the thing about those stand-up American Got Talent shows, type of thing, is that like it's pretty obvious. Like someone has a style. You could get a gauge off of one joke how someone is, and like, oh, I find it funny. I like this person. You know, you like the energy they give. Like podcasting, it it could take a little bit of time to really adjust and get used to someone. As long as they're being genuine and not this character type of thing. So I just think it would be a harder show to do. It would be a harder thing to do. 
But yeah, um, anyways, what I was talking about before I got sidetracked by what I was talking about. Oh, um, I love the way I talk down yonder. Um, so, but yeah, um, that's the thing. Yeah, so like the Christmas time of year, um, <laughs> I go with these five-minute tangents. This is why I need the producer just to edit and move my shit around. Like, stop going all over the place. We can't do the fucking timestamp. She's sack of shit. And you're like, Ugh. I'll, uh, I'll put a stamp on your waste of time. That was terrible. But I've seen some bad tats from behind. I don't mean in that way. I mean literally like sitting behind, so standing behind someone in line. And you're like, Really? I'm not a judger. I'm not a tattoo judger. Like, I have a very... I don't have the greatest tattoos. Like, I hide it. Not because of what it says. It's not because there may be a pronunciation. Looking back, I'm like, I'm not 100% sure to this day if that's the right pronunciation for that word. The location is kind of sus. I ain't gonna lie to you. But I wanted it to be in a place where I could cover it up. And it won't stop me from getting a job. And it's just words. It's not like, you know, a freaking, you know, Yoshi tattoo. Not that there's anything wrong with those type of tattoos. I'm just saying I'm not getting a Yoshi tattoo on any part of my body or anything green. Uh, except if you want to shit on my chest. <laughs> uh, still not worse than your pigeon. Um <laughs> It stands for caregiving. Um, <laughs> uh, can you care covering up? Because you're giving me some bad vibes. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll stop. Just imagine when you go old. Then when you get older, you need a caregiver. You're um, Technically, the caregiver is going to be looking at you like, ah, how the tides have turned, you dumb bitch. Um, I know. I know it feels like I'm attacking. I have no problems with chest tattoos, upper collarbone. Typically, I find them very attractive, to be quite honest with you. But if we're out in public, you better cover it up. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, no, anyway, so back, back, back to the feels. Let me tell you how I feel. Damn, that was a good note. But yeah, Christmas. You know, it, I think, you know, I think Christmas does... It makes you reflect, not on the past year, not like that. That this is, I, I think honestly, like who actually sits there and be like, "How was my year from January first to December twenty sixth this year?" I don't think people really like breaking that down like that, because like it goes by so fast that it, you can't really like you key parts like, "Oh, I got married," "Oh, I had a domestic abuse situation." Oh, that was pretty. You know, not a highlight, but it's a pretty key turning point in my life, you know. Not me. I'm just saying what half the population by the statistics goes through. There's a domestic situation all the time. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing about that. I swear to God, if like people I worked with ever heard me, they would be like, oh my God, you're nothing like this. It's like, yes, because I can't be. Because if I did, you would go to HR. Um, 
I'm just being honest about it. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. But yeah, I do care. You know, I do care about presenting myself better the older I get. You know, I do care about how people view me, not necessarily from afar, but people I deal with directly. How do I make them feel? Do I make them feel comfortable? Do I, you know, do I make you feel good? Or do I make you feel good, good? <laughs> um, well, hopefully not good, good, because there's only one way to make you feel good, good. And that's only for one lovely person in my life. Um, all right. Um, HR is coming to me with some resignation papers anytime soon. Please don't wink. Um, but... Yeah, you know, I'll be honest, like, I've had some reflective times of, you have those times where you just kind of go through a little phase, or, and you're like, what the fuck am I, like, doing? Like, you reflect, like, I have no time to do this. Is this a reflection because of just circumstances, or is this a reflection because I have no control over myself that I am weak enough where I can't wake up when I need to go to sleep when I need to and it has started to interfere with things that are important like showing up to work um <laughs> and you start having these epiphanies to yourself and you're almost like do I really need to be doing all this am I doing too much you know and I only talk about the personal in that aspect because it is something but I think Essentially, every single person that works a job goes through this. Where you really are like, I know, like, it pays my bills. I know this. Like, I know I enjoy doing what I do outside of work. And everything's going fine. But then, like, this time of year, you see, like, how much money is getting charged out of the ass. <laughs> and you're like, do I really need to be having all this shit? I don't need to go off the grid. But, you know. I can use a little less, like, can I just have a less on the grid option? And for the audio, no, I'm not sniffling, crying. I'm legitimately this sour green apple. Wow. Jesus. I can't feel my face when I'm doing this episode and... I kind of love it. Damn, I want to get back into... It sounds weird to say I want to get back into drinking. Because that sounds bad. But it's not real. like I want to drink. It's just like, if there's a time to actually like justify... Because, look, I can have... Not an issue. But sometimes I go through where I drink for a period of time and then I don't. So I can stop when I want to. There are times where I just kind of want to. Sometimes I do think it's important... To completely separate your mind from reality, right? No one, you know, no one shames people for going on spiritual retreats, sitting in a dark room for two weeks, like Aaron Rodgers did to completely find a new meaning in life. No one complains when people get high, smoking this, doing this drug, this and that and the other to completely put their mind in a separate place. But if you, like, drink one, people think you have, like, this huge ass, like, oh. It's like, people have been drinking since the beginning of time. It's actually part of cultures. Like, when kids drink head of young, like. But it's this weird thing where, like, 
whatever your method is to distract your mind, because sometimes I do think there is a thing. Like, there's a reason why there's a heavy, quote-unquote, push on psychedelics. Because, you know, as corny and as wizardry as it may sound, I do think once in a while it is important to completely disconnect your mind from the present, have it inebriated, go somewhere else, and then when you come back, typically you realize, you know what? The reality is not all that bad because the things I had to do, the hangover, the crazy time lapse, the time zone shit, or what's it called, jet lag that you have coming back once you recover and all the stuff wears off. And you realize, like, you know what? It was nice to go. It's like going on vacation. It's nice to go for a couple days, a week. But once you're on vacation for too long, it's not really a vacation. You just realize, I'm literally just wasting money. And you realize it's called a vacation. You go to spots that really, eh, we've done all I can do. I've gone to the beach every fucking day, sat by the pool, drank a few IPAs, went to this place, tried new restaurants and all this shit, and I just spent 4K in a week, and I haven't even traveled back, and I have a couple hundred dollars left in my account. A vacation is supposed to be a getaway, and then when you come back, you know, you're in a stronger place. And typically, you're in a weaker place. Well, I guess I just made the case for not inebriating yourself and separating your mind. But <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is we need to stop, like, shaming how people disconnect from our current state and not shaming people. Like, no one's, well, I shouldn't say, I mean, people roll their eyes when people do psychedelic. But God forbid, if you drink one, I was like, oh. I think he needs rehab. It's like, hey, you know what? Maybe I just like the way I feel. Maybe, maybe he just feels nice once in a while. If I work all these hours, why do I need the answer to any of y'all? Like, why do I need the answer to anyone of how I go about my personal business as long as I'm standing on my business, as they say? As long as you're taking care and it doesn't make you lose your job. It doesn't make you, you know, say fuck it. It doesn't make you do completely stupid shit. You do it in a controlled environment. Who gives a fuck? Everyone has things. I, you know, I I roll, I, I have more issues with people that completely don't have anything that quote unquote they do that is a vice in some sort. Because one, I think you're lying out of your ass. And you you were trying to be like, oh, my reality is so great. I was like, no, you know what? <clears throat> I don't know. All I'm saying is, this time of year, and I notice that every year, like, I I start like uh getting into this weird numbing, don't give a fuck about anything type of space where. And I have to constantly make decisions to make sure I'm still being a good person, still being considerate and stuff like that. Because I know it's not the right thing to feel. Because I'll be honest, like, I've legitimately just, like, thought about just saying fuck it and quit my job, right? And it has nothing to do with the stress of the job. Because, honestly, I don't really prioritize stress at my, my job or any job I've ever had. Jobs, in my opinion... It's all about how you process it. Stress in general, in my opinion, I'm not going to speak for everyone. Stress is really all about your process of it. And it's typically because of how 
lackluster control or how you don't trust the fact of what you're doing is going to get yourself out of it, right? Or you just kind of channel it in a way that's more problematic than what it is, right? But it's just because, call me a hippie, you know, I know I look like Tarzan and Hercules, I know, oh, he's such a self-disciplined, never complains guy, whatever bullshit. You know, sometimes it's just like, I'm just like, fuck it, like, I don't need to do all this shit to be happy. I don't need, like, honestly, man, like, I want to be a professional sports gambler so I could just have that to make money, do this to eventually, hopefully, make a living, make an income one day. But if I was just a gambler, like, if I had enough of a starting income, if I just had like a pot of like $5,000 and incrementally build that up and like that's all I did to make money, dude, life would be the fucking greatest. That is the real reason why they shame gambling, right? I know, here's Clint going on about gambling, but now that I'm in the mode, fuck, because they do not want someone sitting on quote unquote their ass Spending a few minutes, 10, 15, 20 minutes, putting in some shit to make hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands. And if you're really up there, hundreds of thousands of dollars in one fucking day. In a three-hour span, depending on how the games fucking last. That, and the weird part of these sites now is that they can actually just ban you if you are winning too much. Or limit how much you can bet to limit your earnings. Which sounds like... But no one talks about that. Like, that's malpractice. Because, oh, they're cheating. It's like, you guys are always winning. The casinos, the gambling... You guys are always winning in the house. One person winning exceptional amount of money is not putting you in the negative. Because everyone else is dumb as fuck and they're going to lose their money, right? But... Which reminds me, it's $50 Flex Friday. Protected. Um, <laughs> I can tell you something else that's 50 bucks and will protect you. And you may go there on Christmas Day, depending. If it is your plan B. Nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's worth the 50 bucks. But yeah. That's really why it's frowned upon. Because, wait, this person gets to just do what the fuck they want all day. Make great money. No, they're the person that's in the wrong. Not the people who are like, oh, to make a living, you need to be working 12 hours a day, 70 hours a week for the average person just to have any savings account by the time you're 35 and not be completely fucked in this world. Or you need to just come across a gold mine of money. Like, you got to kill yourself for your, you know, the development of the economy. It's like, all right. But what if I just don't work, live minimally, and be happy? Like, well, you can't really do that. It's like, but what if I can? <clears throat> See, that's the thing, man. Um... I don't know, like, it's stuff like that that makes you be like, oh, God forbid if people just try to find enjoyment in life, you know, try to just 
be happy. But yeah, you know, I think a lot of people relate. We uh we go through these times in our life where we just kind of say fuck it. As I put in one episode, so fuck it, put it in the bucket. Um, and look, this is not a. Oh, Clint's kind of going off the off the wagon wheel, Darius Rucker. But uh, everything will be all right. All right, sorry. Getting a little corny here. But when was the last time you did something for the first time? Uh, I don't know. All I know is all I want to be like Um. As Goofy would say, "Oh, when you see." All right, <laughs> sorry, getting a little too deep in the YouTube rabbit hole. But no, you know these are. I look. I'm very self-reflective, introspective. I've always kind of just felt like something about. And the thing is, is I do more than. Here we go, giving Clint his pat on the back. But compared to people I'm around and like I as much as I'm very self-reflective and have my views on this stuff, I still go to work and do everything I need to do. Never complain, do my job exceptionally well. And regardless of what they may fucking say, um, I do my job exceptionally well. I give full effort and I don't know. My hair always looks pretty good. Um, but hey, we gonna talk about that. But um, so, and sometimes you just like, I do all this, and what do like? What am I really getting in return? The admiration of hey, look at you making it happen out here. It's like, am I really making it happen, or am I just wasting my time pretending? That this is what making it happen looks like. See like I always said. I'm going to go one of two ways. I'm either going to be the most. Like. Holy shit man. This guy's a fucking man. I'm going to be some bum ass that doesn't give a fuck. Either way. I'm going to look the same. And you're not going to notice the difference with me. Because the same things that matter to me. With or without money. Like. The thing is, is, like, unlike a lot of people that bitch and complain about working all the time, I've done it for a long period of time now, or a considerable amount of time. Where a lot of people go, like, they have a job for three months and work 32 hours a week and just, like, I can't, you know what, this is, I can't be doing this. Like, nah, man, I've been doing this shit for, like, 10, 8, 9 plus years, and I'm starting to realize that, like, I'll be better off just making less having more time to myself and enjoying life until I work if I have more time to work with stuff outside of work to work towards something that's actually a sustainable living that I would want and doing something I enjoy but you know what until then I'm just gonna have to keep betting on the Australian Basketball League god damn it Denzel Valentine used to be in the NBA how the fuck do you get zero fucking points Zero. You were a starter. Starter! I mean, Jesus, I know, you know, you weren't the greatest NBA player, but Jesus Christ, dudes that, like, don't get minutes in the NBA go over to 
China, Australia, and average 48 a game. Like, fuck. Emmanuel Moutier is a god. God. But yeah. I guess I really am in the mood. He hey. <laughs> but yeah. Alright, moving on to anything else. Tired of talking about me, myself, and I. Actually, that's literally 80% of what I do on this show. Talk about me, myself, and I. Probably because all day I care less about me, myself, and I. And worry about how everyone else worries about I. You know, and I'll say this, man. I always get the, you know, I have, quote, unquote, my resting facial expression is the... Is this dude mad, bro? Like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, that's typically my facial expression, right? It's basically like, dude, like, he looks like he's about to, like, fucking just elbow anyone that, like, asks him to get something, right? And then they ask me, like, oh, sure, anything you need. <laughs> and like, oh. And they were just asking, are you okay? Like, yeah. Like, you know, like, I'm one of those people that get that a lot, like, for... Girls, they call her, you know, resting. B-I-T-C-H, face. And for guys, for me, I, please don't ever say I have a resting dad face. Just say, like, I would rather you just say I have, like, a, <laughs> I'm going to murder the school type of face. Like, I would rather that type of, I would rather that description, right? Then resting bitch face. Like, don't, don't ever put the word bitch in a sentence with me unless it's yours. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll put a death sentence on it. All right. Pew, pew. Um, I pull the pistol from behind, call it a back shot. Pew. Um, <laughs> that is not a song lyric. I just made some dumb shit up. <laughs> I pistol whip your bitch. Now she got a stitch. Then she made me frown. I call me the Grinch. All right. That wasn't even good. Uh, you better watch your fingers. Cause it's gonna feel a pinch. Actually, that's not really a admiration tactic. Anyways. But yeah, the whole like, oh, what's wrong with this person? It's like, now, you know, what's wrong with you thinking something's wrong with me? Like, who the fuck are you think anything's wrong with anyone? Unless they display that there's something wrong with them. Now, if I snap like a turtle... Because someone's bitching at me about something, then yeah. I might be like, hey, fuck it. Then that would be like, oh, well. <laughs> your demeanor matches your sneezer. Um, <laughs> be like, hey, you know what? I was on to something. Be like, yes, I'm an expert predictor of body language. I should start a body language channel about 10 ways to tell if a male is insecure. But you know, I did notice. I noticed like videos on YouTube that are pushed. It's always five things that guys need to stop doing. It's like all these things, like five things that guys need to stop doing. Five things to do. Five things you guys need to stop doing to get the girl. Five things you need to avoid if you... It's always like, guys, you need to stop doing this stuff. But 
And yes, there are channels of males that will just generally bash on women and say everything they don't like. But to make an instructional video of five things that women need to stop doing, there's not as many of that pushed. They're definitely not pushed. And I do think it's his regularity. Sorry, conspiracy time. I do think it's his regularity, the kind of push about how this agenda that male, that men are the genesis of the problems with dating of female and male interactions because it's, oh, they don't do this. Men, you know, you do this. It makes you, it makes you all these things. But not as much specific instructional videos are caught, are pushed when it comes to the other side. I really don't think either should be really pushed, to be honest, because I think all these things are very generic they're very specific everyone could watch a video and recount like oh yeah there was an instance with that it's like okay doesn't change the fact that you know your nose has a bunch of blackheads on it like you know they kind of left that part out for why maybe people can't stare you in the eyes like oh guys are afraid to make eye contact it's like sorry your nose is very distracting <laughs> like i'm sorry and, you know, I can smell and see your camel toe. Um, <laughs> ah, see, we always leave that stuff out. Um, <laughs> ah, Jesus. Like, look, I'm a guy. I use deodorant. I don't care. I use it on my armpits, my back, some of my chest. It's like, I don't know. You know, I know girls' deodorants are different. You know, just... Give it a little swipe down there, like a credit card. Shoom, shoom. And then if it says, uh, failed reading it, do it reverse. Make sure you cover all grounds. Make sure the payment goes through. All right. It's no secret. <laughs> all right, Clint. I know. I'm just fucking around. But yeah. Uh, give me a little sniff, sniff. No spliff, spliff, as Nelly would say. But uh, if you want to come and take a ride with me, you can uh, go in my sister's Barbie Jeep and we can flatten tires. Um, <laughs> because the weight limit's about as much as my legs now. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Ah, uh, Jesus. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. So. Alright. So. Yeah, but no, I, like, seriously, like, you know, there, you know, the resting face. It's like, can we just stop, like, making these projections based off someone's face until like you actually like talk to them and get a feel because there'll be people that have nice joyous like uh and you talk to them and you tell like they're like oh yeah that's cool and they're really just giving you get the fuck away from me face like not all open gestures are actually open you know i'm not saying go to someone that like looks like they would strangle you you know but you know, just don't make this mass judgment. And the first thing you say to someone 
be like, hey, are you okay? It's like, I never fucking met you in my life. Like, if it's someone you know, all right, then like, hey, are you okay today? But when it's someone that you've never really communicated with, you may see on a semi-regular basis, and you just come up to them and be like, are you okay? It's like, who the fuck are you to think that you're going to solve this issue, Dr. Phil? It's all these like, oh, I just want to let you know you're kind of making me feel like, you know, it just seems like you got a problem. It's like, so if I got a problem, but I'm not causing a problem. What's the problem? Now we got a problem. Uh, that's Look at me putting it all together. See, you know what happens to people that try to be problem solvers? They create problems for themselves. Be on the local news and be like the G League player where, you know, he uh, linked up with a girl to kill another ex-girlfriend, I believe. And basically an affidavit admitted it. That's Vegas, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know a whole lot about that story. I kind of came across it. And it's weird how, like, that story... It's, like, literally, like, the bottom of the top stories on ESPN. It was the last one. They're like, eh. By the way, a G League player just, you know, had an accomplished and killed someone, you know. In case you guys wanted to know. But, hey, this Japanese pitcher signed for $13,325 million. Whoa! Um, <laughs> the Dodgers just have this unlimited amount of money. They're literally giving a billion plus dollars to two players. One a halftime pitcher and one that's just a pitcher. Um, <laughs> like, I'm saying, like, you guys better win, like, 138 games. And, like, better not lose a single game in the playoffs. All right. I know that's not how baseball works. It's not how sports works. But I'm just saying, man. Like, <laughs> you guys are just like, and they just traded for another pitcher. Off the Rays, six years, like a hundred, like Tyler Glasnow is a pretty damn good pitcher. Like, you guys have an all-star lineup. Like, shit's fucking insane, right? And all I hear is baseball. No one watches baseball. Oh, no one shows up to the game. Revenue, this. It's like, you know what? I don't. You guys have all this money to give people 13-year deals, 700 million deals, and that's great. Just don't complain to me about how, like, NBA is at a all-time revenue. Football is at an all-time revenue. And yet, football has, yeah, you have the highest-paid players, like Mahomes and the quarterbacks get paid. Some receivers get paid. Edge rushers get paid. Really good corners get paid. And then after that, there's a middle market for, like, defensive tackles. Offensive linemen kind of get paid a little bit more than middle if you're, like, a left tackle. The guards get paid whatever. Centers get paid. Huh? Running backs get paid shit. Tight ends are, like, severely underpaid for what the game is now. Fullbacks are non-existent. And, yes, it is the most violent sport. Injuries, non-guaranteed money. But at the same time... It's making a shit, shitload more money. Basketball is making an all-time amount of money in this sport. The players get paid very well across the board. Even average or below average players get paid really well now. You'd be surprised. Like, I was looking up the Magic, and I was like, 
I, I don't remember who the player was. I'm like, wait, this person is getting paid 17 mil a year? Holy sh... Whoa, hey, hey, hey. All right. Good for them. But it was not a player that I was like, oh, okay. It's like, even for today's market, 17 million is pretty damn high. But baseball, I just don't want to hear you. Comp- I just don't want to hear like how no one cares for baseball, revenue, and all this shit. And there's no salary cap, which is fine. I'm all about free market. Just if you're able to give all these contracts on one team, you don't have an overall revenue issue. You have a. You have poor ass motherfuckers as owners issue or cheap ass motherfuckers as issues. Like, oh God, Jesus. And yes, there's so many games, but now, like, because there's so many games, like, yes, there'll be games that no one shows up and shit like that, but there's 162 of them, and they split the revenue. NFL splits the revenue, too, but I don't know. Then all I hear about is, oh, we need more public funding for, like, I think Camden Yards for the Orioles just extended their lease, like, 30 years. And actually, by doing it, it will create a better opportunity for them to renovate the stadium. They're basically saying, hey, our stadium sucks in all capacities, but if we renew it for another 30 fucking years, the city, the state... We'll be able to get more public funding and get tax dollars to fix the stadium for you guys. And they're probably like, actually, you can just fucking leave and we'll save the tax dollars. Like, nah, we really need to fix the stairs in these stadiums. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, okay, so you lease. It's like if you had a car that was at 285,000 miles. Engine's been replaced once. The exterior of it's all dented. Paint all over the place. Steering wheel. Steering. You know, the power steering's not great. Questionable. Battery is mid. You know, it's got a lot of issues with the car. Alignment shit. Rusty wheels. Yeah, you could fix it all. But by the time you fix all, you're like, I could have just bought another vehicle. Moved to another place, got a passport, moved to Columbia, got married, and used all that money to have a wedding instead of putting it into this car. And so, instead you just renewed 30 years of misery just so you can get more funding, get more money, and oh, now we'll take you serious because... Now we could profit off the next 30 years of your stadium being here. Sounds great. But yep, that is business standing on business. And boy, I got to pee. I do miss like going to baseball stadiums. I've literally only been technically, but no, I've been to a couple. But it feels like nowadays when you go to like sporting events, the public restrooms are actually like too renovated. They're too new. They're pretty clean. I miss the old days of going to like now when you go to SunTrust, it's like everything's automatic. 
like there's not a huge line in the bathroom. It feels more like when you're in a bathroom, it feels more like you're in a department store bathroom. And the ex is like, oh, wait, I'm at a baseball stadium. Like, it's too, like, air-conditioned well. The doors are closed. You can lock doors and shit, you know? It doesn't smell, like, horrendous. <laughs> well, I miss old, like, younger, like, if you went to the bathroom at Turner Field, the urinals were horrendous. And, like, it was just an open season. Like, 10 urinals, everyone's side by side, no divider. Just everyone's right there. You look over, whoopsies, I saw it all. And, like, that, the line, the looseness of just, like, it felt like you were in the city, but you were in a bathroom at Turner Field. And I feel like that was part of the experience of going, like, it's like this open community. It's kind of like this down ridden trodden there is something to like an old field to a stadium that makes it feel like ah this is how humans are supposed to exist you know now everything's like so perfectly separated clean stalls and shit most of the times the sinks didn't even work or they were messed up but nowadays everything's like too up to date they actually got like name brand like Kohler I think K-O-H-L-E-R, like toilets and shit. Like, you know, the type of toilets back in the day, you'd be like, you know, I'll just wait till I get home. And you hold it in for a good hour and a half. But it is worth the holding because the alternative is getting something. Um, <laughs> more likely. You are in the ATL. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, things are too new, you know. Like, like McDonald's out day. Everything is too renovated. Like, I will say this, right? Like, I don't go to Wendy's. But there was this Wendy's. It had the old Wendy's feel. The brown. Had, like, the brown uh, outside layout. And then just the simple Wendy's and the simple italics. Where now it's like, the Wendy's logo now is like, the super renovated with the Wendy's woman in between the in between the sign with the white font Wendy's and it's all like kind of crisp and clean. A junior bacon double cheeseburger just tastes different from there compared to the Wendy's with the old layout. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the same workers that's worked at that same Wendy's for 20 years that's keeping the recipe, that's keeping the feeling alive, the nostalgia. And all these new people they hire, they just don't have that passion. They don't give a fuck how they put it together. They don't care how they layer the shit, you know? It's like, you know, it was an observation I had last night. And my girlfriend, she was like, this is how I know you used to, like, I I used to tell her, and I didn't exaggerate, like, I used to eat Taco Bell every single night years ago, when I was, you know, a little, I was a big boy, but every night I get off work, it was this Taco Bell, it was like 4 a.m. near where I lived, I will try to get there about 3 a.m., get a box with an extra something, and I was explaining to her because we got Taco Bell for the first time last night in like a long time. And with every box comes that five-layer burrito. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Taco Bell. But everyone will know exactly what I'm saying. If, you go, if you've gone there long enough, 
the five layer burrito is never the same thing every time. And what I mean, I'm not talking about like, oh, what layer? Like, it's literally, it could be three things, it could be seven things, and it could not always be the same things. One time you may get a shitload of beans, some cheese, and rice, and it'll be a burrito within a burrito, and that's it. Sometimes you'll get lettuce, tomato, sour cream, this chipotle sauce. This tomatoes, some Fiesta Supreme, and sometimes you'll just get beans. And that's it. It is the most depressing burrito ever. It is never the same thing. That's kind of the beauty of it. You could go to the same Taco Bell five days straight. It could be the time of day you go. There. I don't know what it is. They don't have like a orientation when they teach people how to make this stuff. Everything else is typically the same. You know, you get a taco, supreme taco, it's going to be relatively the same. Even like a chicken chipotle melt, all a quesadilla, it's going to be because something about this five-layer burrito just confuses everyone. Like, I think it's just like, I think they basically tell someone, like, it doesn't really matter. Just put five things in there, and you'll be fine. Right? I think that's literally the instructions for the five-layer burrito. Just put anything you want in there. Put what you would want in there. If you were receiving a five layer burrito, what would you want in there? You know, this is something we give our uh, employees the ability to express themselves. You know, it's a pretty rigid job. You have to do things X, Y, and Z. People expect, but the five layer burrito is one that was like, surprise me. It's just called the surprise me burrito because that's really all it is. And I told like before I even took the first buy, it's like I bet you. This thing doesn't have this and this, and it probably has this. And it didn't have one thing I thought, but it has something else, and then something else, you know? And I was like, I never get mad of it. It's typically like, that's why they always just put in the boxes. They're just like, yeah, throw that shit in there. Charge five bucks, nine bucks, who gives a fuck? Like, it's just a burrito. No one actually expects this to have a standard. The five-layer burrito just has no standards. I think that's what it is. There's just no standards, all right? And I like it. You know, no one, you shouldn't go to a Taco Bell for standards. You should go there because you're just like, I need to feel good. Um, <laughs> I, and, I, and after I ate, and it was good. Like, you know, it was pretty good. They made the food well. Taco Bell was a nice visit. And I was like, I ate that. And I'm like, I ate the box and some other, and I'm like, uh, I don't know how I used to do this every fucking night, essentially, because my stomach wasn't hurt, but it was kind of tight. I was like, I literally just need to lay down and do nothing. I'm like, wow. I don't know how I did this every night, man. I was kind of like disappointing myself. Like, man, have I lost it? You know, it's weird to say you lost it from not eating bad food all the time. But it's like, damn, like, have I turned into one of those people that, like, they can't even have, like, a couple shots of tequila without, like, getting sick or, like, whoo, oh, hey there, hey there, Ginny, let me rub that little nice bum of yours, you know, you can't hold it anymore, you know, you don't want to be one of those people that lose it, like, you gotta hold on to something, like, am I getting old, is my body like, hey, man, you take good care, you take too good to care of yourself to do this to me, I fucking hate you. And I was like, I'm sorry, you know, times are stressful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess the moral of all that is the five layer burrito. Um, 
Sometimes you don't even get beef in it. It's the beefy five-layer burrito. You don't even get beef in it sometimes. It's like, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. And that's the beautiful thing about Taco Bell, specifically with that. Like, sometimes, like, you'll get an item, and there may be a couple extra shredded lettuce that's overlaid when they were putting on something else, and it was like, fuck it, keep it in there, you know? And that's typically a compliment, like, hey, I like lettuce. But something about the five-layer burrito. Here, I've gone seven minutes on the five-layer <laughs> I don't care where you go in the world. I don't care. I don't care if it's at your local Taco Bell. Go to a travel stop Taco Bell. Go go to Ecuador where they have a complete different menu. You eat a five-layer burrito. It is just a freedom of expression. That is their art. All right. That's all I got to say about that. But yeah, I think I want to end it there. I enjoyed this episode. Woo. Woo. I like doing it mid-afternoon. But yeah. Guys, that was episode 243 of the Off the Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, <coughs> comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most important, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> don't forget to suck some titties. Yeah. Yeet. Yeah, remember, if you're ready to say fuck it, just fuck it. Well, as for an ID, still, you know. Gotta cover your bases. No Josh Giddy up in here. So I guess the hate chants have kind of stopped. I haven't seen any viral videos of saying, fuck Josh Giddy. Um, his production has dropped a little bit. So I think something's getting to him. But yeah. Alright guys. Have a great day. And night. And morning. Don't you tell me unless you want me all right have a good one god damn your titties are big clint yeet